Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Old Testament book of Job. Job chapter 23, verses 1 to 9, as well as verses 16 and 17. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Then Job answered, Today also my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where to where I might find him, that I might come even to his dwelling. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, but he would give heed to me. There an upright person could reason with him, and I should be acquitted forever by my judge. If I go forward, he is not there, or backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left, he hides, and I cannot behold him. I turn to the right, but I cannot see him. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. If only I could vanish in darkness, and thick darkness would cover my face. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a wonderful children's book called It Could Be Worse by James Stevenson. The main character is an unflappable grandpa who, no matter what, whether his his grandson got a splinter or the dog ate a sofa cushion, only ever responded with, well, it could be worse. There's this response uh, frustrated his grandchildren. They thought their grandfather never got excited about anything, and so they assumed that nothing exciting ever happened to him. Only then one day at breakfast, Grandpa said, Last night, when I was asleep, a large bird picked me up out of bed and took me for a long ride and, and dropped me in the mountains. There I heard a loud noise. It was an abominable snowman with a huge snowball, which he threw at me. I got stuck inside the snowball, which rolled down the mountain and finally landed in the desert. There it began to melt. I walked across the desert and suddenly heard footsteps coming nearer and nearer. A moment later, I got squished by a giant something or other. Before I could get up, I heard a strange noise. A great blob of marmalade was coming toward me. It took me across the desert until I crashed into something tall. It was sort of like an ostrich and was very cross, so it gave me a big kick. Then I went up into some storm clouds, almost got hit by lightning, fell out of the clouds, landed in an ocean down about a mile to the bottom of the sea, and a giant goldfish came swimming at me, so I swam away as fast as I could. I I hid under a cup that had some air in it. When it was safe, I crawled out. I, I started to walk, but my foot got stuck in the grip of a gigantic lobster. 
I, don't, I didn't know what to do, but just then a, a big squid came along and squirted black ink all over the lobster, so I escaped him and hitched the ride on a sea turtle that was going up to the top for a bit of sunshine. I was fortunate to find a, a giant piece of toast floating by, and I rode that giant piece of toast to the shore where I discovered a giant newspaper that I quickly folded up into a paper airplane and flew in that paper airplane back across the sea and back home to bed. Now, what do you think of, of that? He asked his grandchildren. And they responded, well... It could be worse. <laughs> However, for Job, for Job, it could not be worse. This is the second Sunday in a row with a sermon focused on a passage from the book of Job. Reverend Cassie Waits and I planned these things out just as we focused on the I am statements of Jesus over the summer and the book of James last month. This month we've, we're preaching sermons on the book of Job, which, which seems like a good thing to do, except for the fact that Job is just so sad. Job is a book that is abundantly depressing, it's true. Everything that could happen, happens to Job. He loses everything. His children die. His wealth disappears. His crops dry up. His friends come to see him. And had they said to Job, well, Job, it could be worse, Job would have asked them, how? How could things possibly get any worse? For Job, they couldn't be worse. And the question that the book calls us to think about is this. How is God at work in the ash heap, that place where things couldn't get any worse? Job seeks God out to ask this question in our second scripture lesson, and that seems like a good question for us to ask as well in these strange days. For, for when do you remember? Did this pandemic begin? March of 2020, nearly two years ago, and it is becoming harder now for me to remember what life was even like before all this started. Can you remember? Can you remember what it was like to just come to church without having to think so much or worry so much? Can you remember what it was like to just walk into a restaurant and be handed an actual paper menu? Can you remember what it was like to send your children to school with some level of confidence that they would stay there for an entire week? Week before last, our daughter Cece tested positive for COVID-19. I'm, I'm so thankful that her symptoms were never too severe and that the rest of us never got sick. And since Cece is, is too young for the vaccine, once she got over the virus and had those antibodies, we, we felt the degree of freedom that we hadn't felt in a very long time. To celebrate, last week we went on vacation. The girls were out of school for fall break. We decided to go to the Isle of Palms right outside Charleston. And I, I had the bright idea to go on an overnight canoe trip on our way there. I'd read 
that you can canoe down the Edisto River 23 miles and midway spend the night in a treehouse. This sounded to me like a great idea. However, like most of my ideas, it turned out to not be so great. Uh, let me tell you what happened. Uh, the canoe outfitter drove the shuttle upriver, dropped us off, and gave us a brief orientation, then pushed us down river. Within the first mile, Sarah and Cece steered their canoe under a branch that had a snake in it. Seeing the snake fall from the branch, Sarah screamed and dropped her paddle in the water. Unable to steer the canoe, the river's current pushed them into a fallen tree where they got stuck. And about eight feet away on the river's edge, an, allig an alligator lay sunning herself. It doesn't seem like this could get much worse. It, it didn't. That was, in fact, the worst of it. But here's what I want to focus on. We had no time to think about how bad all of this was because the water kept pushing us downstream. We, we couldn't go back. We had to keep going. It seemed like the light was going out, like we were vanishing into darkness and that thick darkness would cover our faces. Only something kept pushing us onward. Do you know this feeling? Again and again, Job calls out, Answer me, Lord, why? Why has this happened? Why am I hurting? What have I done? He's not overreacting here. He's not exaggerating, for truly everything has gone wrong. It couldn't get any worse. But notice, this passage that we've just read does not end the book of Job. Job's story keeps going, for like a canoe floating downstream, the current carried him onward. And darkness was not the end, for darkness is never the end. We must remember that. For from time to time, the darkness can get to you. Do you know what I mean by that? Friends will sometimes ask me how the church is doing. And sometimes when they ask me that question, their voices are a little more downcast than I'd like for them to be. They'll ask me kind of like this, Joe, how's the church really doing? They say it that way, maybe having heard the statistic that experts estimate that one out of every four churches will close during the pandemic, that they will never recover, that their doors are closed for good. So thinking of such a reality in which we find ourselves, when asked how our church is doing, there's a part of me that sinks down into the darkness of discouragement. For our pews are not full. Our choir hasn't been singing in weeks. Wednesday night supper is on hiatus. Everything, everything is just a little bit weird. And yet, out of our parking lot, we have distributed nearly 300,000 meals. 
We've provided housewarming gifts to resettled Afghan refugees. We, we welcome more visitors every week. The preschool continues to be a place of welcome. We have a new youth director named Michael Sanchez. Annual staff reviews are coming up, and I'm actually looking forward to doing them because I just have such good things to say about the staff of this church. Then I ask you, how many masks has Bev Barlow sold by herself? There are our neighborhood group leaders, pastors, Stevens ministers who are reaching out and making phone calls. We hope to be nominated as the best place to worship in Cobb County again and hope to win for the fourth year in a row. So is there darkness? Yes. Is there hardship? Yes. Are things different? Yes. Have snakes been falling from branches? Have we lost a paddle? Are there alligators sunning themselves on the shore? Maybe. Yet the current pushes us onward. While the darkness may at times be thick and getting thicker, we know this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. never happened before. (laughs) Choir, I don't know what to do now. You clap during my sermon. I guess I'm going to gather myself for just a moment and continue. (laughs) I've just quoted John chapter 1 verse 5, which has been my favorite verse of Scripture, perhaps for my entire life, as long as I can remember. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The light in this verse is a person, a person named Jesus. And the book of Hebrews in our first scripture lesson calls him a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, who is able to sympathize with our weakness for he suffered and was tested in every respect. Though he was innocent, he was tried as a criminal. Though he was pure, he was whipped. Though he was the high king of heaven, he was given a crown of thorns. Though he was due the throne, he was nailed to a cross. Though he was the savior, he was deserted. Though he is the son of God, he breathed his last breath and gave forth his spirit. What are we to say about these things? That it could be worse. No, it couldn't be worse still. Still, three days later, he rose again from the grave, for the current pushed him onward. The darkness could not overwhelm him. His light would not be extinguished even by death. So if you feel it as we all feel it, If you feel that deep darkness, that was Job's, that shadow which grows and makes you feel like you're soon to vanish, I call you simply to hold on. Hold on a while longer and see where the current takes us. Hold on a while longer and just watch for the light will never go out. And you will not vanish from his sight. Amen.
This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.